Maria. And this is Lindsay. Yes. <laughs> and today we are reviewing Everything Everywhere All at Once. And we chose this particular movie because people are on strike, right? Yes. The writers are on strike, the actors are on strike, the directors are on strike. And so we want to be supportive of what they're doing. Yeah. Um, because, yeah. Because, oh, yeah. Right, right. We <laughs> so the with only. Yeah, and the guidelines that I've read about, you know, what critics can do as far as, like, online and streaming content are honestly kind of muddy, so we decided to play it safe. So, A24 has been the only studio so far to agree to all the demands, so we'll be reviewing some A24 films, and I chose this one because I've seen it, Lindsay hasn't, Um, I really love this movie, so I thought it would be a good place to start. Also, it's not scary creepy <laughs> or bloody or anything like that yeah and then also so I, um, I thought that would be a better fit yeah yeah and then also i wanted i want to also add that not only a 24 movies we're going to be reviewing during this um weird time for us but also like independent films that are not um that are not affected by the strike so We'll be exploring those as well. Um, just giving more yeah. highlight to those, um, yeah, to those um, independent artists as well. So, yeah, but but during the strike, we do stand with the strikers. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so I chose again everything everywhere all at once, which mm-hmm. was a a winner uh, of best film of the year for the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and best supporting. What is that face? What is that face? Um, we'll we'll get into it, but they also got um best supporting actress for um Jamie Lee Curtis, mm-hmm. which was um a bit controversial. <laughs> so, it was. Yeah. 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 Personally, she wasn't my pick. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, uh, for me, just to... Stephanie Sue was also in the category. Okay, so who's Stephanie Sue? She plays Jojo Tupaki. She plays the daughter. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they were both nominated. I, okay, I do remember them saying that there was another person out the movie. Now, this is, like you said before, this is my first time seeing the movie, but I do remember the controversy about Jamie Lee Curtis, mainly because um, she beat Angela Bassett from... Um, yeah, from Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. And I we did discuss this on my other podcast, um, The Issue Talk. And I did um I didn't necessarily say like, Oh my god, Angela Bassett should have received it, blah 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 blah. My whole thing was was that, you know, I I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know what she did in the movie. I just heard that she wasn't in that much of the movie. And then I also heard that she, um, oh no, no. I heard that she wasn't also, she wasn't in the movie a lot. But then also I was saying that Jamie Lee Curtis is a great actress. So I couldn't Uh just 100% be like, oh my God, Angela Bassett should have gotten it. Because I know, I know what great of an actress Jamie Lee Curtis is. But now I have seen it, so, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, I mean, her performance compared to Angela Bassett and Stephanie Sue in the same movie. Right, right, right. That would have been a better fight. Yeah. That would have been a better fight. So, um, not for me, not surprising. The Oscars got it wrong. <laughs> yeah. If we're if we're talking about the performance, this single performance, they got it wrong. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. And then also, Jamie Lee has been out here talking about the strike and how she doesn't like it, and you know some some other things. So yeah. Like ooh. Yeah. But okay. on a positive note, Jamie Lee Curtis was in a promo for Offset's uh, new album, <laughs> and it was what? super cute. It was super cute. Oh my goodness. Okay, so you remember that um, that video that went viral probably like 20, 30 years later of. Um, James Brown in an interview with this lady and it was like via satellite and <laughs> James Brown was on something else and he she she was trying to ask him like abuse um allegation questions and oh. he was just like oh let's just talk about the music like and he started like singing and he was just like I look good I feel good I smell good like <laughs> oh my goodness well, Jamie Lee Curtis and Offset did a parody for promo for his new album. I thought that was oh. super cool. Yeah. That's so, so random. Yeah, yeah. So, like, Offset was James Brown, of course, and Jamie Lee Curtis was the interviewer. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, wow. it's super cute. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. I have to look it up. I kind of think I, like, scrolled past that and I was like, going on <laughs> yes 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 especially like yeah. if you look at the original footage they they yeah. got it they got it they did mm-hmm. oh that's cool yeah i like yeah. those together mm-hmm. see how they look together yeah. but um everything everywhere all at once is and was an independent film uh written and directed by daniel kwan and and daniel shinert i think that's how you say it mm-hmm. um they call themselves the daniels <laughs> okay <laughs> why not Right. They're both named Daniel, right? Right. Yeah. There's my partner Daniel. There's the other partner Daniel. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> but it's, um, I love this film a lot. Uh, it incorporates lots of different genres um, and also has the whole multiverse thing going for it, mm-hmm. um, which is something I just enjoy thinking about and have for a while. <laughs> so I like seeing like movies that deal with multiverse and stuff like that. Uh, except for that one with Marvel. Which one? That did not. Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch? I haven't seen that one. Yeah. Yeah, Scarlet Witch. And then, um, oh, gosh, I can't remember the other dude's name. Uh, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch plays him. He's a, uh, oh, gosh. Um, it? Oh, of course I can't remember Doctor Strange? Is that his name? <laughs> yes, Doctor Strange. Yeah. That's it. I'm not a fan of Doctor Strange. I fell asleep to that movie. So, <laughs> the, and the thing about that movie is the guy who directed it is very well known for all of his horror films, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. has a very particular visual language style he likes to use, which is can be great. Um, but he also did not watch the show, mm. um, WandaVision, mm-hmm. uh, which is important because the kind of character arc she has in WandaVision is literally the same one they gave her in the movie. It's like, but we already did it. 
Why did they allow that? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I really don't know. More people are at fault. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, um, people call it E-E-A-O because it's a long title. Uh, but that reminds me so much of like olive oil. But uh, <laughs> it, it goes, you know, like absurdist fiction. You've got comedy and drama. You've got science fiction. You've got fantasy. You've got like a familial drama going on. You've got a little bit of comedy in there. Um, so they're doing a lot. And, oh, uh, a whole lot. A whole lot. Yeah, it was a and, lot. Uh, did you know anything about the movie before you started watching? No, no. And um, it just it had dawned on me once I realized that was Jamie Lee Curtis that this is the movie. This is the movie. Yeah. So like right when I text you like, is this this movie? That's when it dawned on me. Yeah, because yeah. I was like, what are you talking? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like wait a right minute. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, they do have her, you know, very made up and everything with, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, makeup and wigs and whatever. She looks very different. And they've also what? got, like, got her padded to, you know, give her a tummy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, um, it reminded me of um, Mariah Carey in Precious. Cause it, oh, it with took, her little mustache? It took a minute for you to realize that that was Mariah Carey. Oh. Yeah, so that's why it reminded me of that. I see, yeah. Yeah, yeah when you do have some really good, like, kind of movie magic mm-hmm. makeup stuff, yeah. Right, makes right. Somebody the look opposite yeah. direction, you know? Mm-hmm. Not to make them look great, but to make them look less than great. <laughs> right. Um. At least, you know, a little normal, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, it's got a really great cast. Um, got Michelle Yeoh, who's just like legendary. I'm always, always a fan of hers. You've got uh, Stephanie Sue, Kay Kun Kwan, Jamie Lee Curtis, of course, Jenny Slate, Harry Sheen Jr., and James Hong, um, which uh, a few of those are like the supporting roles. And it's like not even a big cast, but it's a really good cast, lots of quality mm-hmm. actors, right? Yes. And, um, for- and James, I'm sorry, James Hong, is that the. Um- the dad, right? Yeah, that's the grandpa. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I knew him right off the bat because I'm a big Seinfeld fan, and he's from the restaurant oh, really? episode. Yes, I love Seinfeld. <laughs> love Seinfeld. But he's from the um the restaurant episode. So every time he was on screen, I was like Seinfeld four, Seinfeld four. <laughs> I never watched Seinfeld. You so. never watched. I'm sorry. No, I only saw the last episode, and the things that I did see from Seinfeld just didn't make any sense to me. So yeah, like, you know, I didn't get into Seinfeld until after it was off the air. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, you know, it was the it was a battle between Martin and Seinfeld. Martin always wins. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I love Seinfeld. So the episode, just real quick, the episode with um with him was that he was um. The way the um host the host at a restaurant and they were trying to get into this Chinese restaurant to eat before they went to a movie, and yeah. it was like a Friday night super packed, and they kept trying to ask him, um, they kept trying to ask him like when is their name gonna come up and he kept on telling them like three four minutes, and the whole episode is them in the waiting area to get seated, 
So once they realized that it wasn't going to happen, like Elaine was super hungry. She was just like, I'm going to Skyburger. I'm done. So once they finally left, that's when he was like, Seinfeld for. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's a good episode, though. But I, but I love Seinfeld. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, the thing for Quan uh, in particular, who plays the father, plays, um, yeah, Michelle Yeoh's husband. Yeah. Um, this was his first movie role since being in Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Well, he did a great job. Yeah. I guess it's just but like riding a bike. He, well, no, he's been trying, you know to stay in acting and things like that but Mm -hmm. he couldn't find any quality roles that like weren't stereotypes Mm -hmm. or just jokes or bit parts you know yeah and um to one point i think he was almost homeless like trying to act you know so i'm hoping this this and like also um we had it was a crazy rich agency a few years ago we'll see some more representation in film like Joyride just came out not too long ago mm-hmm. um, it's streaming now I really want to see it it yeah. looks like so much fun Stephanie Sue is in, the, in that one too Okay. Um, yeah she's really talented too she's been on Broadway she was in the Spongebob musical <laughs> oh yeah you can yeah. tell she's really good yeah Yeah. Um, so this movie had actually been in the works since like 2010 mm. you know so they've been working on a long time, which I can imagine, like, especially when you're doing so many different genres and then you have the multiverse thing going on, too. You have to, like, line things up so they make sense, mm-hmm. <laughs> at least a little bit of sense, right? Now, this is not, like, a super serious into the science of it movie, so don't even, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. quantum physics, uh, timey-wimey, you know, whatever. Just, just go with it, right? Yeah. So... Michelle Yeoh, I'm, I'm going to call people by their real names, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle Yeoh and her husband, they run a laundromat, mm-hmm. and uh, they're trying, they're under audit with the IRS, mm-hmm. and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis plays the auditor. Um, they're trying to get all their receipts and papers together for this appointment they have with her, while also trying to run la- the laundromat. Um, Michelle's father has just come to live with them uh, due to some kind of medical condition they don't really say. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're also trying to, you know, make food for everybody and like they're, and, uh, her husband is trying to talk to her, but she's like so consumed with everything else. She's not really listening. And, um, and while he's trying to talk to her, you know, he sees her like, just like not really there, you know, not present. And, um, in his hands, he has papers for a divorce, but she doesn't know. Mm-hmm. And then when she's you know, trying to run a laundry mat, her daughter's trying to talk to her, because uh, her daughter is like, I want to bring my girlfriend over for dinner and introduce her to Grandpa, you know, and she's like, oh, he just won't understand, you know, it'll just upset him, and we don't want to do that, you know, and her daughter's like, what are you, like, you gotta, <laughs> she's very frustrated with her mom, mm-hmm. and even when she's trying to talk to her mom, her mom starts talking to somebody else about, you know, something else, you know, yeah. A customer who's like, oh, you know, this is like, there's so much going on. It's very right. like hectic. Right, and not to mention yeah. it's Chinese New Year and they're trying to um, prepare for a party. Right, they're trying to throw a Chinese New Year party yeah. uh, for everybody in the community for their customers and stuff. 
which I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. You know, I'll go. Shoot. <laughs> uh, you know, so they, they finally get what they're looking for together, and they head down to the IRS, and they're running, trying to make it for their meeting and everything, and uh, her husband sees this older Chinese couple, like, kissing them, kissing each other on the cheek before they go their separate ways or whatever, and you can see, like, he's really wanting that, and he feels like he doesn't have that or wouldn't have that with her, and uh, while they're in the elevator to see De- Deirdre, right, mm-hmm. that's her name, yeah. um, her husband just kind of, like, blinks out and, like, a new personality and he's telling her listen you know i don't have much time uh here are these devices he puts them on her you know um you can either go left or go right uh and one way will reach down this way one way you know something else is going to happen you know it's up to you it's like you can't even talk to anybody about this you know (laughs) because i won't remember after telling you all of this or whatever and he activates the devices and she sees like her whole life flashing over her eyes, basically. Like, all of her decisions that led her specifically to this point. Right. Um, and then he blinks out, and he's back to normal. And she's trying to have this meeting with them, but she's also experiencing, like, this other pocket universe with her husband from a different universe, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's trying to explain to her what's going on, and is asking her to make these decisions and stuff, and she's having a hard time concentrating between both of these things happening. And so it kind of messes up her meeting because uh, the auditor is like, what is wrong with you? Right. Because <laughs> you know, at one point she's laughing, and then at another point she gets up and screams and it's like, what is happening? <laughs> and uh, her husband's trying to handle things, right? He's very, he's a very sweet, nice guy, and she feels like he, she feels like I guess he doesn't, I don't know, take things seriously enough. She's like, I don't know how he would survive without me or whatever. Um, but he's really good with people. And, like, he had brought cookies for her and everything. And he asked her, like, listen, you know, can we just have some more time? Uh, you know, reapply, you know, get our things together in order or whatever. Because their daughter is supposed to be there to help translate. She's not there and all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So she actually ends up giving her the extra time to do it. She's like, okay, you have until the end of the day. Bring me your stuff. But at this time, uh, Michelle's also, like, talking to her other husband in this other pocket universe, mm-hmm. and he's telling her, like, you know, what's going on, how Joe Tupaki is coming through all these universes and killing people, they're looking for her specifically, because uh, she gets murdered every time in all these different universes, and so they're trying to stop this from happening, uh, and they're in this, like, pocket universe themselves, right, and and they're discovered by the followers of Jobu, and he's, they're both killed, right? Yeah. So that's the moment where she gets up and screams when she gets hit with, like, this pipe in the pocket universe. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, telling her, he's like, you know, when the moment to fight comes, you will know, you know, you have to make a decision on what you're going to do. And so they're about to leave to get, try and get their papers together and come back later when uh, Deidre gets up and she has this look on her face that's, like, really menacing. And she's, like, marching towards them, it seems like, with a purpose. And really, she was just, like, leaving. <laughs> I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know why her face looked like that, though. Right. It was very, I would think she was coming for me, too. Right, right, right. Because it, it really did look like that. And then for it to be like she's actually helping them because they was about to leave their cart. 
it was like, why are you looking like that? Are you mad because you had to get up? Like, I didn't do this. So. I don't know. But yeah, they had brought that cart with them. Mm-hmm. She was trying to return it. And because the way she looks coming towards them, Shell punches her in the face. Right. <laughs> she's like, oh, this must be the time to fight. And it's not. Yeah. And, um, and she's like, you hit a federal... I'm like, yeah, that's very serious. Federal crimes are very serious. Yeah. Crimes committed on federal property, they are not the same. Like, right. I promise. Right, and she did both. <laughs> and uh, they call security, of course, and security comes up there, and then her husband is like, somebody somebody else again, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he takes out his chapstick, and the security guards are like, sir, what are you doing? <laughs> right. He that bites the chapstick, he starts chewing and eating it, like, oh, so it's gross. Um, and the security guards, too, are just like, <laughs> but they're just kind of like frozen because they're like what is even happening right, now? right you know um and so he actually starts fighting them with his fanny pack mm-hmm. takes off the fanny pack and they just have like a really cool action scene where he's just beating them with this fanny pack it's just like it's so funny he like puts rocks in it and everything and able to get them and like just i mean it's great, it's great. Yeah. i love it now, uh, I don't know like, if it's because I was a couple weeks ago watching old Jackie Chan movies or he really does, but I thought that he really, when he every time he fought, he really looked like Jackie Chan to me. Yeah. I was just like, I know I'm not tripping because when he's normal, he looks like yourself, but when he was fighting, he looked like a young Jackie Chan. And that's was, just him. Yeah, I had to go look up the cast because I'm like, is this Jackie Chan? No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, although Michelle has worked with Jackie Chan before. Yeah, okay. So, and like, you know, I'm sure a lot of the styles they were using would have been some of the ones that Jackie has used, so. Probably. It's very, yeah, you know. Because we're doing a lot of kung fu and like some wire work and stuff like that, too. Mm-hmm. Um which is really cool. You get really good, diverse action scenes. Um, but, you know, they're a lot better. Because, honestly, a lot of times, American action scenes, you can just kind of like, eh. Like, it's not really right. like, right. okay, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't take that much A lot of times, sometimes the editing's not great. You don't know where people are. Right. Or how they got to where they got, you know, stuff like that. But these are really well done. Yeah. But yeah, so, you know, they fight and everything, and honestly, it's a lot of movie. It's two hours and, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm not going to go over all of the scenes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we don't have time to do all that. I really suggest, uh, if you haven't seen it, just see it. Because yeah. um, where did you find it, Lindsay? Um, I watched it on um, Prime. Yeah, but it's on Showtime, so if you got the Showtime app, it is there. Yeah, I bought it from YouTube because I just really love it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, let's see. I'm just going to, I'm looking over the plot here because we're just mm. going to speed through this. Yeah. Um, right, so the guy who's, they they, they talk about, you know, um, Wayman, who's her husband, he tells her, you know, I'm Alpha Wayman. I'm from another universe. You know, I'm verse jumping to uh, what, you, what happens is like all the different decisions that you've made in your life lead to different universes mm-hmm. and where you have different, 
you know, outcome. And so if you do something unusual, like chewing chapstick, like eating chapstick, uh, you can, I know it's gross, right? Mm-hmm. You can first jump to a different you and get those kind of skills for however long, right? Oh, okay. Like a video game. Well, yeah, like, I guess so. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I just haven't played a video game like that, so I don't know. Yeah, um, I, would, I mean, it yeah. sounds video game-esque. Oh, yeah, I could definitely see that happening. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, so that's that's what that's what they're doing when they're verse jumping. And they have to do something weird and unexpected to try and clear the avenue to get that other them. So they mm. can grab those skills for a while, bring those skills forward. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I still didn't get that. I thought he was just, like, throwing them off. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have, you know, like, eventually there's another fight scene where they're struggling to get, like, these these uh, butt plug-shaped awards yeah. literally up their rectum because that, that was the thing they would need to do to verse jump to get to the skill they're trying to get. Okay, okay. I was wondering about that, too, because, like, when she pointed out her awards, I was like, they, they look like butt plugs. Like, this is mm-hmm. not on purpose. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I was I was just like, this is not on purpose. But And then when I saw them, like, really trying to force it up their butt, I'm like, okay, this is where this comes in. But I didn't know why. That's why. Okay. So, uh, yeah, because when they're trying to fight, there's one point where... Uh, Alpha One is trying to first jump to someone who has gymnastic skills because uh, Deidre is like using brute force. Like she she had first jumped to a wrestler skill, right? Mm-hmm. And they tell him, okay, so what you can do to get to that point to the gymnast is you have to make paper cuts between each of your fingers. Mm. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, when. Um, Michelle's character has hers going and she's trying to first jump to tell her, okay, what, cause what you'll need to do is tell Deidre that you love her and you have to mean it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't know if I can do that. Right. And they're like, okay, well your other options are break your own arm or fall asleep. So you have to do something <coughs> strange and unexpected mm-hmm. to be able to get to those things. Right. Right. Yeah. And she chose, I love you. Yeah, it's better than. I mean, you can't fall asleep while someone's trying to kill you. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, you know? yep. You're not and, tired. And like, break your own arm? <clears throat> no thanks. <laughs> nope. So let yeah. me try and tell this woman I love her and make her believe me. Right. <laughs> my only way. Right. Um, and it's really great because he uses a lot of her because she's also a martial <clears throat> artist, like you know, legendary martial artist. Been in lots of movies yeah. doing this, so it lets you her use those tell. skills as well. Yeah. <clears throat> and they really they really wanted her for it for this movie um so they'll be you know the parallel cells they, they, they do this jumping whatever to get those skills and uh he tells her that the multiverse is being threatened by jobu Tapaki, uh whose mind was splintered after alpha evelyn like pushed her ex- to first jump like too much and so now she experiences all of the universe's all at once mm-hmm. and can jump through any of them at any time. She doesn't even need the device. And they're mm-hmm. like, Oh, it, you know, it, it broke her brain, you know, whatever. And she's, she goes through all these universes searching for Evelyn and she's ki- been killing them all. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, she she was they do this thing uh, where you know Joe Bujipaki is looking for Evelyn, and she flips through universes like a remote, and you hear this like remote like remote control kind of sound where mm-hmm. she's flipping through these universes, or maybe like a kind of a dial on a very old television kind of sound. You know, and she's like, no, not this one, this one, this one, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I was like, oh, that's such a great way to show that, right? It's like, how do you show somebody traveling through multiverses like that? And, you know, not have to do a whole bunch of special effects at the same time. So I think that was a really cool way to do it. Yeah. Uh, but she finds them pretty easily. And uh, there's a fight scene with her and security and some policemen. Uh, which is great. It's mm-hmm. just really, I love it so much. Like, she comes in, she can change her appearance at will. She can change anything. Yeah. She's basically a god. Like, <laughs> yeah. she can change anything to anything else. So, you know, she comes in looking like Elvis with a little pig and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, like, um, you know, one of the policemen shoots her. And uh, Evelyn, of course, is like, you know, terrified, because that, that, that's her daughter to her, you know? Right. Um, and, you know, Jobu's fake crying, and she's like, oh, no, it's actually just ketchup, because she just turned it into ketchup. Like, mm-hmm. you know, some of the, when these some of the folks get shot or hit, or, like, you're supposed to be blood <coughs> and confetti, or, you know, stuff like that. I just loved it. I just loved it. Yeah. Um, and she's, you know, explaining to her that she's created, she's been through all these universes, she's seen mm-hmm. everything. And she has come to this realization that nothing matters, you know, um, to like, what's the point? Like nothing matters. It's just all the same. And she, uh, created this everything bagel. She's like, I took Mm -hmm. all of my hopes and my fears. I took everything I experienced and I put it on a bagel and it's basically like a black hole, Mm you know, it was like a black hole where there would just be nothingness on the other side. (laughs) And um, she wants her to join her, basically. You know, um, and so it's, it's, it's Evelyn basically talking to her daughter, you know, different versions of her daughter um, about how she feels about the world and how hopeless she feels and, and talking about their relationship and things like that. And it's great. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> like, there's one world where they're just rocks. Mm-hmm. you know and so yeah. you just have the thing but you have text on the screen right and it's great it's really good uh, I like that scene um it seemed yeah. like in that scene that's when the mom actually understood the daughter yeah and understood what she was saying and she she got it for once you know mm-hmm. and and I remember like um in the movie theater I was just like for the last like third of the movie I guess mm-hmm I was just crying. Like, I was crying. Because, like, her, Jobu's uh, depression mm. was just, like, exactly the way I feel. Like, I was like, that is, nobody, like, that's exactly how I feel sometimes. Mm. And so I was just, like, it was completely unexpected. I just started crying. Like, out of, mm. like, like, wow. And then later on, you know, when, um, um, Evelyn is like uh, really listening to Wayman and like his philosophy because his philosophy is the same like nothing matters so why not just do something fun right or be nice because 
be nice to people, be yeah. kind to people. Why not? You know, mm-hmm. um, it it's it feels better than feeling hopeless if you're kind to people, yeah. right? Uh, so throughout the whole movie, like Wayman does stuff like putting little jiggly eyes on things, mm-hmm. little wobbly eyes, and it's cute and it's fun and it's whimsical and it doesn't necessarily it doesn't mean anything. No. But it makes somebody smile. It's just being kind, you know. Right, right. Right. And Evelyn so, can't stand it. She can't stand right. it. Right, she doesn't understand the purpose. She thinks, it's, for her, it's like there's no purpose to it. So why why are we doing this, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, when the purpose is just to bring joy, spread happiness. Right. You know? um, and, you know, particularly in a capitalist society, since you can't really market that, you can't really sell that, mm-hmm. people a lot of times will think it, it lacks value. Yeah. Like, why would you do something like that? Right. Um, because it's kind and nice and it feels nice like right. that's all that you know it doesn't have to be more than that right it's just something silly just to remind you not to take yourself seriously mm-hmm. you know you know so she learns that lesson from him and she you know uses that with her daughter and with herself to pull her daughter back from the edge. Mm-hmm. Like, literally pull her from the edge of being consumed by this blackness, this black hole of nothingness that she's mm-hmm. been feeling. And um, one of the ways, another one of the fight scenes they have is, like, with Wayman, and this is where he gives his speech about just be kind. Mm-hmm. You know, like, the world is can be such a cruel place. Why don't you just be kind? Like, it doesn't cost you anything. And, um, this is a fight scene where Evelyn, instead of like physically fighting and hurting people, gives them what they desire, right? Mm-hmm. Like their deepest desire. She so you see like, you know, one of them gets one is like getting married because that's what they really really want, and then like one of the people she's fighting ends up being the guy from the from the laundromat who's like, oh my my wife used to wear that perfume, so she mm-hmm. gives him that perfume, you know. Um, I think it's really great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and eventually, uh, also the fashion for Jobu Tupaki is incredible. Like, because they get to do so many, like, absurdist and surrealist things, she gets to have, like, the craziest outfits, mm-hmm. you know. But they make they make them all look really good. Like, at one point, she's dressed like a, a, a Chinese grandmother who's going golfing. Mm-hmm. You're right. We already talked about the Elvis outfit. Um, yeah. There's another she's, like, dressed like a wrestler. Um, like like a, a like a Mexican wrestler actually, mm-hmm. and there's another one where she's uh, dressed up in like her coat is like all teddy bears. Mm-hmm. And and then one like Harajuku garb. Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. And, and then uh, there's this other like um, when she's showing her mother, you know, the everything bagel. Um, she's got like pearls on her face and stuff, and like. And everything. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, so, you know, um, she, the, during that fight scene in particular, Jobu was like, had enough of it. And she's like, just going into the bay. <laughs> like, you know. Mm-hmm. And her mother sees her, she holds her, and she's desperately trying to pull her back, you know. And it's not enough. And so then Wayman is pulling, and then the grandfather is pulling. Mm-hmm. Like her whole family is pulling for her, and I I was crying again because <laughs> it's so it's so sweet. 
um, mm-hmm. you know, it's so kind and uh, it's so kind, right? Yeah. Um, and then towards the end of the film, you know, they, they talk to each other and they're really honest about their feelings and how they feel about each other. And um, her daughter is like, you know, it just hurts a lot when I'm around you, basically because she can't be her full self. You know, mm-hmm. and that leaves her feeling like she doesn't have a home, which is a really hard feeling, right? Right. So um, her mother is like, you know, I she acknowledges she makes mistakes and she's sorry and she's going to do better. She's like, and the one thing I just really want is to have you around, basically. Mm-hmm. She's like, I wouldn't want to, she's like, of all the places I could be, I don't want to be anywhere else but here with you. Right, right. And I'm crying again. <laughs> You know, and uh, she finally introduces uh, her daughter and her girlfriend to her her grandfather. Um, and her grandfather only speaks uh, Cantonese, mm-hmm. uh, and and Joy didn't know the word in Cantonese for girlfriend, uh, but her mother does. So her mother finally introduces them correctly, mm-hmm. and um, father is fine. Like, <laughs> right. you know, didn't die. Yeah. And uh, uh, it's really towards the end of the movie, and it's so good. Um, and there's even like this whole other universe where Evelyn and Deidre are together, right? Yeah. And it's the scene where they have hot dogs for fingers. Yeah. It's so, it's like so, it's kind of gross. I mean, the hot dogs for fingers is one thing, but then they also like, Eat ketchup and mustard. Yeah. Oh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that's what that. made it. That's what made it worse. That's what made it worse. It was like un, almost unbearable with the hot dog and mustard. It was, almost, it was yeah. almost unbearable. Yes, cause I was like, cause I mean, it's hot dogs, and then y'all doing all of this with the hot dogs, and it was, <laughs> ugh. Was, you'll never look at a hot dog the same again. I still eat hot dogs. I have no problem with it. Mm. As long as we're not on fingers and we're not ejecting things. Yeah. Yeah, they did a couple of gross things. And I actually, like, was eating a salad and a muffin. And I was just like, oh, God. Another movie that I can't eat. I'm so sorry. I did not mean to ruin your meals this way. I'm so sorry. (laughs) But, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm, body horror for me is one thing that does get to me a little bit, but this was so silly for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was it was silly, but it was just like I mean, I mean, the hot dogs and fingers is one thing, but then when they when they added the ketchup and mustard, that's what did it for me. <laughs> yeah, that was too much. So. Oh, there's also Harry Shum Jr. as well. We didn't really talk about him, but he plays this like a uh, papanyaki chef. So it's like when you go to a I don't know, what's one, a hibachi restaurant. Mm-hmm. They're the ones who were like putting everything on the grill and doing the fires and all that stuff. Yeah. And like he's working in this restaurant and so is another Evelyn. And uh, at one point, uh, the Evelyn that we know that we're first introduced to talks about this movie she was watching where this raccoon is like controlling the guy being a chef. And they're like, oh, you mean ratatouille? And she says, no, it's raccoonie. She swears it was a raccoon. Right, right. I was like, uh. So, do we know like is it two movies because <laughs> the way she was so adamant that she was right 
had me questioning, like, is there two movies? <laughs> so. But in this universe, Harry Shim Jr. is playing the chef, and he has a raccoon mm-hmm. who's, like, directing him and everything. They have songs together about being a family and, like, all this <laughs> stuff. And, like, it's, it's great. It's a little great little, like, one-off storyline that I love mm-hmm. so much. Um, I could see, like, a whole show, like, where you just have, like, these one-offs going to different universes. Much like Quantum Leap, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which, by the way, is is on. They re yeah, they, they revived re- it. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, they totally did. I need to catch up on that. Um, but yeah, towards the end, they get back to the building, the IRS building, and they have all of their documents prepared. Uh, their daughter Joy is there, and you know it looks like things are going to be going well mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah. Yeah, and all is well. All is well. It looks like, you know, she and uh, she and her husband are talking again, like they're being affectionate again and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, because she planted one on him at the building, at the IRS building. I was like, oh, there's people around. Get a room. Yeah. What? <laughs> the IRS, who cares? <laughs> oh, yeah. The stories in in the IRS building, but anyway, <laughs> but oh yeah, oh yeah, I I used to work for the IRS. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, night shift. So yeah, same. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, I really like this movie. It's very unique. Um, even though it still has that multiverse theme, which is very, it's more popular these days. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got, you know, Spider-Verse, um, Rick and Morty, um, other things like, um, oh gosh, oh, the movie we talked about before with Scarlet Witch. Oh, um, um, Doctor Strange. So, yeah. Uh, I say Scarlet Witch because she was the part I was there for. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she should have had her own movie, honestly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, I really enjoyed it. It's got a really great soundtrack. Uh, it's very unique in its presentation. The way they use uh, side, oh, not sci-fi, but uh, special effects is really great. A lot of it is actually practical effects. Uh, they didn't do a whole lot of CGI for this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. There's one scene in particular where uh, Evelyn is like being dragged through different realities. And um, they actually did that practically. Mm. Like that is not CGI at all. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, there's also, you know, they <coughs> go through many different kinds of universes, like some where they're, they're animated, like their drawings, and some where they're pinatas, and like all kinds of like very inventive, mm. uh, very inventive themes. But yeah, yeah, so what did you think of the movie, Lindsay? Um, the movie irritated me, to be honest. <clears throat> <laughs> Because um, it was just too much going on. Um, initially, like, especially like with them painting their reality, it was like I wanted them to clean up. It looked like it was very dusty, very outdated, and I just wanted them to clean up. Like it was what very do you mean? cluttered. The laundromat? Yeah, like the laundromat, their home. It was extremely cluttered, which I I get. It makes sense. Like, it totally makes sense with the life that they were living. 
you know um but that really annoyed me um <clears throat> and then what about the <laughs> I know right <laughs> I was fixated on that like that that took a lot of my my mental because I just really? wanted them to clean up yes um but the movie Don't um look at my office, huh Don't look at my office. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it won't be as bad as as their home because <laughs> um, it was just like like the bookkeeping was bad that's probably the reason why they're in the situation of being audited like it was just like I just want y'all to get y'all life together not saying that my <laughs> life is together but it's like you want to step them up like let's get you on the QuickBooks let's yes, scan these receipts like, something <laughs> like daughter where are you where are you at in this equation how come you can't help them out but well, you, you, the mom you, probably you wouldn't let her yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I I get it, and it, I mean, it makes sense. Like their life was just like it was just it was too much going on for her to stop and be like, okay, let me handle this one thing because I got to handle five different things, you know. And she wasn't handling things well, and that's the reason why the life was going down, um, life as she knew it was going down, you know. So it made sense, um. But that was like my initial thoughts. Um, then the movie, uh, it took me a minute to to catch on to what was going on, cause I'm like, he, cause the first thing that we saw with the dad, um, was when the mom and her daughter were talking, and they were talking in front of the surveillance footage, and the dad was talking to one of the customers. But then he started like jumping through different screens and I'm like, what is going on here? You know, so it wasn't like doing some parkour. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I was just like, okay, what is going on here? So it took me a minute to realize that they're they're going through all these multiverses and stuff like that because I thought that this was all one um one verse, I guess. So it took me a minute to catch on to that because I still was fixated like this is real, you know, but then we come back to another universe where it's not and none none of that happened in this universe. So <clears throat> sometimes it can take me a minute to catch on to multiverses where it's not necessarily spelled out. Um, But uh, yeah. Um. I did appreciate uh, the rock scene. Like I said before, I did really appreciate that rock scene because that's when I feel like they were able they were able to actually talk and and hear one another and understand, you know. So. Um, and the thing is, the movie is so like loud and colorful. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get to that scene; it's just very quiet. Right. And it does feel like, oh, this is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and then I did appreciate the grandfather, like I said, um, because of Seinfeld. But um, I did a little Googling on him. He is 94 years old. Yes. Yeah, and I thought that was amazing. He just got his star on the um, Walk of Fame last year. So, um, and another um, actor did a GoFundMe to raise the money to get him the star. Oh. 
yeah so i thought that was pretty cool um but he's american he's american um born he was born in minneapolis so i thought that was pretty cool um and then like he had like the longest running um i think it was a production company he had the longest running um minority production company oh wow yeah so um and i mean the goal was to get more um diversity in the film so yeah yeah so he that man has lived his life he has he has yeah so. 94 mm-hmm. he's been active since 1954 in hollywood yeah yeah which is all of my father's life plus a year yeah <laughs> yeah so that that's pretty cool that's pretty cool so like when i because like he was older on Seinfeld, so I was like, he gotta be old. He gotta be like in his eighties or something. Yeah. I looked it up. I said ninety four. Oh, he was in Mulan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in Ten Titans. It's storming out here, by the way. If you hear any thunder, oh, uh, that's the first time I heard. Uh, <laughs> um, he was, um, uh, yeah, he was, he was Chief Lou Mulan, and he was in Turning Red too. He played the priest mm-hmm. at the end of Turning Red. Um, I don't know if you've seen that, but that one's really good too. No, I haven't seen that one. But yeah, but yeah, like, but like I said, every time I saw him, Seinfeld four. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, so it was pretty, it was pretty cool. Um, now listening to you, I can understand why you appreciate it, like you do, you know. But yeah, but my initial thoughts, I was like, this movie is irritating me. <laughs> Just, I would be interested what your thoughts would be if you were to watch it again. Yeah. Because um, this is definitely kind of a movie where you're like, oh, you pick up on things like a second mm-hmm. time watching it. Like, oh, there's that. There's, oh, okay, I understand what you mean by, oh, this line is actually important because, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that might, this might be one of those movies where you have to see more than once. You know, because yeah. like, <clears throat> I know like with Napoleon Dynamite, the first time I saw it, I hated it. Really? Yeah, and it's like one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I like yeah. I like Napoleon Dynamite a lot actually. Yeah. Yeah, and um, let's see. Oh, I just I just found this out, but this makes so much sense. So in earlier drafts of the screenplay, the director is planned for the main character uh, to have undiagnosed ADHD. Because mm, okay. like every time I like every because I've seen this movie four times now. Mm-hmm. Um. But every time I've seen it, I'm like, I'm looking at Evelyn like, I see you. Yeah. Because I see me, and it looks like you have ADHD, girl. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That could, I mean, that very well makes sense. Very much that makes sense. So that That could very well be. That makes sense the way, like, kind of like how things are messy. Yeah. um, How she feels like she's being pulled in so many directions. Mm -hmm. How it's hard for her to concentrate on conversations. Right. And things like that. It's very scatterbrained. Yeah, yeah, and so that totally the, makes sense. Yeah. Oh, man. That's so... Well, they still they still, they still, still put that in there as far as I'm concerned because I picked up on that right away. Yeah. 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 Now, now with you saying that, it makes sense why, why stuff was the way it was. Yeah, because, I mean, she was... It, she was being pulled in so many different directions and she couldn't... It was hard for her to focus on one thing. Yeah. And and you know she really needed to delegate. 
mm-hmm. more. But she, because her husband is like kind of more lighthearted on things, she felt like she couldn't trust trust him to do that. But she mm-hmm. totally can. He can right. take care of things. Like right. she did a really great job with because like throughout the movie, um, you know, in the universe that we're in, he does an amazing job, like talking to the customers, mm-hmm. uh, also talking to Deirdre and IRS. Yes. Uh, like, cause there's at one point where she's almost arrested and he stops that from happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm like, what did he say? <laughs> right, right. I would love to know. But yeah, you know, she just doesn't see his skills, but they're there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She, and he doesn't feel appreciated until the end. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it, and it's really bad to the point where he was going to really leave her. I don't know if that he necessarily wanted to leave her as much as he wanted her to wake up. Yeah, but that's a gamble, you know. It is a gamble. Okay? So it is. Yeah, and he was willing to make that take that take that risk, you know. Yeah. So now originally the film was written for Jackie Chan. See, I can see it. I know I wasn't tripping. But they gotta look no, like <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they look alike at all. I do. <laughs> Honestly, when especially he, when you see him in his suit and he's nice and cleaned up and everything. Oh, he looks so good. He does um, look really good in his suit. Yeah. Um, but they thought, you know, if they had the protagonist being a woman, they'd be able to do that husband-wife dynamic in a, in a more relatable way. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Michelle Yeoh is really great. And um, Jackie Chan is not really great as a person but that's what like, I understand yeah he's like disowned his lesbian daughter yeah but whatever yeah that's yeah. what I hear uh I'm honestly glad Aquafina did not make it into the film she was supposed to be in the film yeah oh they she would annoy myself co-star in it you said what huh? She even cast a co-star in it, yeah. So was she supposed to play the daughter? Probably. I'm so glad she didn't. She would have annoyed my soul. Yeah. yeah. I've only seen her in one movie where she was annoying. I didn't mind her in There's Crazy movie, Rich uh, Asians. called Renfield. I've seen Renfield. I, I, did. I did not like it. In that movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. She, wasn't, she wasn't bad in Renfield. Like, yeah. She wasn't bad in yeah, Renfield. Yeah. And, um... I liked her in Crazy Rich Asians, but that was my first time seeing her was in Crazy Rich Asians. I just, her voice is annoying after a while. That's not how she talked either. That's what I understand. I understand that she's, Mm -hmm. um, she's doing blackface. Yes. Black, yeah. Like her whole thing before she got into film, she was on YouTube, Mm -hmm. uh, like doing like humorous raps basically. Mm. And she was very much like, yeah, this is the way I talk because I grew up in Queens, da 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 And people were like, the part of Queens you're talking about doesn't really have a lot of black people, actually. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But um, I'm really glad with Stephanie Sue instead because she's yeah. great. Yeah, she did. A, um, she did an amazing job. And remember, we were talking about Quan not working since uh, Temple of Doom. That was mm. back in 1984. Right. So from 1984 to now, like right. that's a long that's ass time. That's our whole life, really. Right. Basically, yeah. 
Yeah. So like, did he um go into what he was doing outside of like um auditions? Like, what did he do to survive? I don't know all the details. Yeah. Um, I I have to read the story. I don't know all the details. I'm not gonna lie. So yeah. Uh, but they were actually looking for him, and they were curious to what he had been doing. Uh, and yeah, they cast him because they were like, "Well, where is that guy? Where has he been?" And they said, mm-hmm. "Like, that was really great." Yeah. Um, but yeah, he had uh was trying to return to acting because of the success of Crazy Rich Asians. Mm. Okay. Which is uh, great. It's great. Like, I love how everything came together mm-hmm. um, for these actors in this production. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and then it got all oh, the I'm accolades. Sorry. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Uh, but apparently, uh, Jamie Lee's tummy was real. Not a prosthetic. You know, I kind of figured that. Um, because I don't know if you remember a really long time ago, she, like, posed um, on the cover of a magazine in her underwear. And it was, like, not altered. I don't think she had no makeup on or anything like that. And it was, like, a big deal because it was, like, her real body. So, and she, um, she had a normal body, basically. So, and she had, she's been unapologetic about her normal body. That's true. You know, so, so I kind of, I kind of figured that was her real stomach. But um, the film was very successful. Um, let's see here. It was released, uh, limited theaters, limited release anyway, March 25th of 2022. And nationwide release was on April. And then they released it to IMAX after that uh, for like one night only. But because it was so popular, they returned it to IMAX like a couple weeks later. Mm-hmm. Um, the film was not released in most parts of the Middle East, including Saudi Arabia and Kuwait due to censorship of LGBT. Mm, okay. It was also re-released in theaters in July of 2022 um, with an uh, introduction by the Daniel uh, talking and like some outtakes and stuff too, like some special things. Okay. And then it was re-released <coughs> again <laughs> in January yeah, um, on 1400 screens to celebrate his Oscar nomination. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Which is incredible. Like, how many re-releases can you get? Right. And it's not even a year. You know? Right, Like, right. the budget was... The estimate the budget was 14.3 to $25 million. I don't know why it's like that. Yeah, I saw <laughs> that, too. I was like, that's a big... That's a big leap. Yeah, it was either 14 or almost double. Like, right. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. Um, but the box office was $141 million, so... Well, maybe... I don't know. I can't. I I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I've never I've never seen that before. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Because the budget was what it was, or maybe they went over budget. Maybe it was initially fourteen, and they would went be over the budget. It's very. You know, I just never seen like that kind of thing before ever. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I wonder how they, why they did it like that. Mm-hmm. Mm. IndieWire called it an orgiastic work of slap-happy genius. So. 
Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Um, but I interrupted your thoughts, so please come on. Oh, no, no, no. I was just thinking, like, why would they, why would they have that big of a leap? Because that was a huge leap in um, budget. Because I saw that earlier, too. Excuse me. But that's the only thing I can think of is that they uh they had to go back and ask for more money. And maybe the 14 was the initial. What did you think of the uh, use of the multiverse in the film? Um, now with the whole ADHD part of it, um, it was used correctly. Like, I could definitely see someone having ADHD being in their mind just being in different multiverses. You know, so it is um I can I can definitely see um that being like something that somebody that has that is going through. So, but what did you um, think about uh, the fight scenes? Did you have a favorite? Um, I didn't have a favorite fight scene. No. Um, thought it was gross when she threw up. Well, that's always gross. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. It's hard to watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I didn't necessarily have a um a favorite fight scene. Um, they all were were choreographed um, great. Whoever yeah, did the I choreography. One of my favorites is the one with the dog. Jimmy Slade's character has a little Pomeranian. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And she uses the dog like like a nunchuck almost. <laughs> <laughs> with the yeah, yeah, but I did like when um they were in the stairwell and Jamie Lee Curtis, she jumped and she came down slow motion and she like came like right there. So I thought that was cool. And they did that a couple of times. They slowed up the um the fight. So because like when she was about to hit her with the pipe, they slowed that up. So. Yeah. Um, I also really like the scene where we're in the universe where Evelyn is a kung fu action star, you know, mm-hmm. and um, she has that conversation with Wayman, and uh, he's like, you know, in another universe, I would have loved to spend my life doing laundry and taxes with. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. was a big line that a lot of people remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that universe as well because they looked great, both of them. They did. Yeah. And they look great together. And you low-key wanted them to end up together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that would have made all this worthwhile. But, um, yeah, unfortunately they didn't. But uh, Not in that universe, anyway. Not in that one, yeah. But um, I think they worked well together. Like, even in... Like the regular universe, I don't know what the regular universe is called, but even in that universe, 
it seemed like they worked well together, even though they weren't working together in a way. Mm-hmm. Like, he was pretty much like the, her cleanup guy, you know? Mm-hmm. And then he literally was her cleanup guy. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. I think once she was able to open herself and rely on him more and not try to, like, act like an island. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, but do you think that she probably held some type of resentment towards him for making the move to America? No, I don't think so. Um, I, I don't think she held resentment towards him for that. I think she just didn't understand him. Right? Mm-hmm understand how he could be so, you know, goofy or silly or not seem to take things so seriously as she did. Um, but the difference is she was just staying stressed out all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't that these things weren't necessarily serious. It's that he would allow room for, for joy and laughter. Because if you don't, you're that stressed out all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So really, like they're very much two sides of the same coin. They just need to learn how to, you know, meld together. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Well, we do have our rating system. Um, We have one movie reel, trash AF. Two, it exists. Three, entertaining. Four, great. And five, a true classic. Maria, what say you? I say five. Hi. Okay. I've uh, watched like a lot of you know reviews and uh, like video essays and stuff mm-hmm. about this particular movie, and it it uh, really touched a lot of people. Because um, you know, there's been a lot of more movies about like uh, parent and child relationships, right? Like you have you have Turning Red, and you have um, oh gosh, we don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> Um, I know what you're talking about. Uh, Encanto. Encanto, right. (laughs) So, you have that trend, which I like a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's an all-Asian cast, which you don't get a lot, period. Right, right. Uh, There's a lot of, like, there's a lot of Cantonese in the movie, which is great. A lot. Because, uh, you see, because oftentimes you'll have a movie that involves a family that's an immigrant family mm-hmm. and, and they'll all be together and speaking English to each other, which I, I was like, that seems strange to me. Why would you like, why would It's you not realistic. No. Like, I so, appreciate I like, it, don't get me wrong, but it's not realistic. Uh, so I like here where, you know, they speak to each other in Cantonese mm-hmm. when they're at home. Or, and then you can also see, was it a, in one scene where Oh, it's when they're at the IRS and, and, and Evelyn discovers these papers are the divorce papers. And uh, she stops speaking Cantonese and starts talking to mm. her husband in English. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. she doesn't want her father to know what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I give it a five. I think it's a classic, honestly. Uh, like we've already, I've already said it anyway, it's very unique. Um, it's got a really great cast. Uh, incredible editing because <laughs> the editing had been bad like the movie would have been all um, mm-hmm. uh, super imaginative um, and I just I felt like it really really worked 
to bring out, you know, the messages they're trying to send. Like, you know, one of the things I think about when I'm reviewing a film is, did this movie do what it said in the trailer that it was going to do? And I feel like this movie really delivered. Okay. Um, I give it a three. It was entertaining. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It was entertaining. Um, me going in not knowing what I'm about to watch, um, I can't go off of like the trailer or anything because I didn't see the trailer or nothing like that. So, um, it was. I mean, it it catches your it catches your um your eye and your attention once they start doing the whole multiverse stuff, and they do that. They do that pretty early on. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do appreciate they don't waste time. Yeah. I just feel like it should have been shorter. It's two hours and 20 minutes. I don't think. I don't think it should have been that long. Um, but. um, pro- Like I could have done without. At least one of the fight scenes. But I do understand. Um, a lot of people love and appreciate the fight scenes, so I can't understand why it would be that long. Um, but for me, it was just entertaining. Okay. Yep. Um, so. Yes, so we are in this weird. storming out here, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, uh, it's good. Like I only heard it that one time, so. But um, okay. yeah, we are in this weird space, of what to what to um, review, what not to review. So, I guess next week we're gonna do an independent film. Yep. Um. <clears throat> so uh. <laughs> So there's a lot of independent films um, that we can um, tackle during this time. Um, let me pull up the film because I just watched this. I just watched this film, and uh, I'll let you decide. Okay. Uh, What's his name? Wow, apparently Everything Everywhere All at Once has already surpassed Lord of the Rings Return of the King as the most awarded film of all time. Oh, really? It had 11 Academy Award nominations, 10 BAFTA nominations, 13 Critic Choice, 8 Independent Spirit Awards, 6 Golden Globes. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so and we were we were talking about before about uh, Jamie Lee Curtis winning, you know, the Oscar for uh, best supporting role. Mm-hmm. Um, but in my opinion, it really should have been between Stephanie Sue and Angela. Yeah, I agree with you on that. It should have been between Stephanie Sue and Angela. Um, there's only one reason why I can think of offhand why she won. And what do you think? Because she's white. Oh. Because I mean, it felt a lot like a uh, 
oh, you know, we haven't given it to you before in the past when you really deserved it, so here you go now. <laughs> right. And it's just like, but that's not how that's supposed to that's work. That's not how it's supposed to work at all. That's not how any of this is supposed to work at all. Because you're really supposed to go off of what their performance was in the movie that you mm-hmm. nominated them for, you know? Because now you know what they're doing with Angela Bassett is they're trying to give her like a Lifetime Achievement Award or some some esque award, yeah. and it's yeah. like I would I would be like, man, look, thanks but no thanks. Like and that would that would irritate my soul. Same. You know, so because like y'all can't give it to me for when I deserve it, but y'all gonna give it to me. This and and don't get me wrong, there have been things that Angela Bassett has done that she completely did not deserve it. But there have been things where she completely did deserve it, and Wakanda Forever was one of them. And what's her what's her name? Stephanie Sue. Yeah. She she mostly definitely deserved to be her um, biggest threat. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It should have been a fight between like them. Jamie Lee Curtis was bad, but her role just wasn't that much in comparison to Stephanie Sue's role. Like it it wasn't worth being nominated for for anything, no. to be honest. No. no. Yeah. yeah. And she's done stuff where she should have been nominated, but not this. Not no. this. So now that I've seen them both, absolutely not. <laughs> you know. Because I I definitely was like I'm not I'm not gonna do that to Jamie Lee Curtis. She's an amazing actress, and she and she is an amazing actress. But no, no, not not with what not with what Angela did in Wakanda Forever. Uh, not even with what Stephanie Sue did in this movie. Like what? Like that just like completely. I don't get. Yeah. That completely did not make sense. Anticipated it either being Angela or Stephanie. Like I did not think Jamie Lee was gonna carry yeah. that. Yeah, like I don't think it would have been that big of a um a debate as Stephanie won. Like it would have definitely been a debate, yeah. but not that big of a debate. Right. Because it's just Cause so blatantly like, obvious. Oh, I can see that. Like you know. Yeah, like anybody that had actually seen the movie, because I'm sure a lot of people that would have been debating hadn't seen the movie, but um. Anybody that would have seen the movie, seen both of the movies, for that matter, would have been like, all right, I get it. Like, may not have liked it, may not have been the one that they would have voted for, but they would have been like, all right, I get it. You know, but but no, not Jamie Lee Curtis winning for this role. And that's the part that sucks. That's that's the part that sucks about about the Oscars, because they they give it to whoever the hell they want, want to. And not yep. necessarily to who deserves it. Exactly. Um, I don't understand how you see those three performances and that's the choice to make. Like, I don't... Right. 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 Because it's, right. like, it's, not, it's not like she was nominated for her role as Letta Wallace in Notorious. Like, it wasn't that movie, you know? Or Meet the Browns. It no. wasn't that, you know? <laughs> So, I mean, yeah. I, every time I see her, Angela, Angela in particular, Angela Bassett and uh, Wakanda Forever, and there's that meeting at the UN or whatever, I get chills, like, every time. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And, yeah. like, that scene with her and, um, oh, gosh, what's her name? Um, 
who's one of the guards. Gosh. Oh, Okoye. I can't remember anything. There you go. Okoye, yes. That mm-hmm. scene between her and Okoye? Are you yeah. kidding? That's the oh. scene that I was like, she's going to get it. You know? Like, you can't not give it to her because yeah. that scene. Now, the only thing I didn't like about that scene was that they was crying. I wish they didn't cry. But. No, I'm I glad they cried. Well, I get it. I just, I like to see women in vulnerable roles not crying. Because of the whole stereotype. How are you going to be vulnerable and not cry? Because they do men like that. They have men in vulnerable roles not crying. So I want to see women but in vulnerable But it's not vulnerable roles. to not cry. I get it. I get it. But you don't have to always cry. And, you know, stereotypically, when a woman cries, you kind of blow them off. So That's not my fault. I mean, I mean that's not their fault, though. You know what I'm saying? I, I get it. I get it. I you just gotta change the in your mind to allow people to cry. Well, not that's, you. I mean, not yeah. You, you. Right, but that's generations. <laughs> I mean, that's generations down the line that we could probably get to a state where crying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because like I cry when I'm mad, so I get it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But um, I just I just know how we're thinking in today's time, and you mm-hmm. and you blow off women when they cry, so. For me, I'm like, uh, you know, there is that expectation, that the idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for me, I'm like, well, let's not cater that idea. Yeah. Because it's irrelevant to me. So, you know, she lost her husband. She's lost her right. king. She's lost, I'm talking about Koye. She lost mm-hmm. a princess and she says she won't go into. And now she lost her position. Right. And she's been admonished by the, you know, the remaining royal, like, a tear or two, I think, is okay. <laughs> no, I, I totally get it. I totally get it. Yeah. I just wish she would have just... Because I felt like crying. Because it was like, ooh, girl, you right. know. <laughs> right. I just wish she had an inner cry, you know. I just wish she did the inner cry. An inner cry? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah. And I, rem- and I remember that argument. That argument was tough because you going up against the queen who lost her husband, lost her son... You know what I'm saying? And don't really have too many family left outside of her daughter. So, yeah. And you lost her. Like, right. And then she's like, yeah, you lost your husband, but you can go visit your husband. Where am I visit my husband? I got I to gotta, uh, eat some purple stuff to go visit my husband and hope that he no. come visit me. So, like. <laughs> and my son. Right. So, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. So. That well, that was just my whole thing. What was the movie you were suggesting? Oh yeah yeah yeah. Okay so <clears throat> yeah we got on a rant about Wakanda forever. But um okay so we have two movies. One of them we talked about last week and that was um Welcome to Killer City or Killer Town or oh, no Killer City K I L L A City. It's on YouTube. Oh welcome. Number two. Yes. Killer City. Right. Totally doesn't make sense. But what if? Or. It has a Twitter account, by the way. It has a Twitter account? Uh, all right. Yeah, so we can do that movie. Or. um, And I will say with that movie, um, do you remember Making the Band? 
the TV show. Okay, so do you remember season two when he when Diddy took it over and he had the rap group, the band? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So one of the rappers that was in the band is in Welcome to Killer City. Ness. He was oh, wow. the one that was out of Philly. So that's probably the only person you would know <laughs> that's in that movie. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's a. Uh-huh. What, oh, what was the other movie? Okay, so the other movie is um a movie I just watched on um Tubi, and it stars Jason Mitchell, and it's called Everything Is Both. Everything is both. Yes. So um. And um, not only does it have Jason Mitchell, but uh, it has, um, I don't know his name, but um, he was in the first two seasons of uh, The Shy. Do you watch The Shy? Mm -hmm. Okay. I I watched the first two seasons. Okay. So that's Jason Mitchell. Yeah. So Jason Mitchell and it's um, another guy. Um, you remember um, the three little boys, right? Uh-huh. Three little yeah. boys that are best friends. Okay, so the mm-hmm. one that um, was being raised by his brother and now is being raised by his other brother because his brother got killed? Oh, I don't know. Okay, so, you know, currently Luke James is on the show. I have, I've only seen the first two seasons. Okay, so, so okay. The brother with the, or the friend with the dreads. Mm-hmm. Remember yeah. he was being raised by his brother. Yeah. That brother. He, um, he's in this movie too. Oh, so Jason I, Mitchell I and that, that brother. brother okay. So he's like tall. No, it's Murphy. fine. You don't have to, you don't have to okay. like, <laughs> it's fine. I might recognize him when I see him. I just don't remember what he looks like. Okay. Yeah. You'll definitely recognize him when you see him. Um, but yeah. So those two are in this movie. Um, so yeah, we have two options. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. I'll take a look at it. I'll, I'll let you know. Okay. All right. So it will be um, it will be um, a toss up. Yeah. <laughs> On which one we do? So, yeah, so tune in next week to see which movie we do. Um, but, yeah, um, Everything is Both is on to be uh, Welcome to Killer City. Welcome to the number two. Killer City is on YouTube. So, um, we'll see uh, next week. So, watch them both so you can be informed on our discussion. <laughs> <laughs> or follow us on Twitter so you see which one I'm live tweeting. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, so Maria, where can we find you? You can find me online anywhere as Valar More Dollars. That's V A L A R M O R Dollars. So Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, um, Blue Sky, um, I'm there. Uh, also, I'm on a podcast called Nerdgasm Noir, where it's five black women talking about nerdy geek pop culture things. So come and join us there. We also have shows uh, for uh, we have Smut Book Club. 
where uh, my co-host Melissa uh, talks to another co-host or a guest about uh, some romance or smut they might be reading that week. Uh, so you can check that out too. And uh, we're also going to have some other shows um, that might be more tech-based. And we're also planning on start doing like reviews and reactions uh, sometime soon on YouTube. So stay tuned for that. Where can they find you, Lindsay? All right, you can find me everywhere at L underscore Rennell. That's L underscore R-A-N-E-L-L-E. And then um, I also have another podcast, The Ish We Talk, where it's me and my cousin talking about um, hot topics. Yep. What did you talk about this week? Um, We did not film this week because, um, shout out to my cousin, Lily. He just had a baby. He had a baby boy. So. Oh! Congratulations. Congratulations. Yes. So, yeah. So we took this week off, um, rightfully so. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, then we'll join you next week, I guess. Yeah. Or the week after, whenever he gets sleep. <laughs> right. Right. He says he's gonna be back, but we'll we'll see. I just was like, we'll play it by ear. So, yeah. joining us Ramis. please come back for our next episode subscribe we also have a podcast version you subscribe to leave a review leave some comments if there's something you might like us to check out let us know and we'll see you next time yeah bye Ramis. bye, bye Ramis.